say it again. God loves me. Yeah, now, you know, I've been married for almost three years. And, um, you know, when I think about my wife loving me, I get happy, you know. You know, hey, man, <laughs> she said, as I should, you know. And uh, even when I'm out or, like, when I, when I go see my customers or if I'm at a job or something, you know, you know, I'll mention something that she did, you know, because I'm happy that she loves me, you know. And I'm excited about it. But how many of us are excited about the fact that God loves us? I mean, we hear it a lot. We've been hearing it. I mean, I've heard it from, you know, Jesus, you know, the first song, Jesus loves me, this I know. You know, I, I, trust me, I, I won't do it to you. <laughs> you know. I mean, you know, you, you, we, we, we see bumper stickers all the time. God loves me. You know, you watch a football game, John 3.16, you, you know. But let's just look at that tonight in this Bible study. God, God loves. I mean, he is God all by himself. He don't need us. He create our, well, let's start, let's. Turn with me in your Bibles to uh, the book of Genesis, chapter 1, verse 1. First book, first scripture in the Bible. You need some help finding it. It's probably been a while since you've been to church. It's all right. But that's why we got our communications department. We're going to put it on the screen. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. Man. That is awesome. I mean, I don't know if y'all ever been to Ikea and bought a shelf or like a book stand or something or, or anything, and you, or, or a bicycle, you know, and you try to put it together or create it, you know, but then there's some pieces left in the bag or pieces left in the box, you know, that wasn't created well. You know, that's something that we bought, something that we could create. God created the heavens and the earth. So, I mean, he's bad. You know? I mean, if the CEO of Toyota, you know, he's not in manufacturing, but, you know, they create trucks. You know, that's cool. I mean, it's a lot of pieces. It's a lot of jobs. It's a lot of factories. It's a lot of work that goes into creating a truck. God created the heaven and the earth, and he loves us. Say, God loves me. That is awesome. Now let's go to the book of John, chapter 1, verse 1. In the beginning was the Word. That's our Bible. Um, before it was written, it was spoken, rhema word. Um, in the beginning was the Word, because that's how God created the earth, by speaking it. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. So we need to understand who and what, as best we can, God is that loves us. God loves us. Man, that's awesome. Say, God loves me. Whew, it's starting to get good. <laughs> now, a little bit more about God, because we won't ever be able to exhaust God, but let's just... Flip through the Bible and see a couple more things about them. Uh, let's look at 1 John chapter 5. We're going to look in verse 7. 
and I'm not going to be before you long because it's going to be exciting. And then we're going to go grinning and cheesing, happy. <laughs> you know, God loves me. <laughs> you know, I mean, you know, I don't know if you all have had somebody that loves you. It's good on some days. Some days it's not as good as the others. Right? But God awesomely, always, constantly loves you and you differently, individually, completely, altogether, and specifically each of us. Whew. This is getting good. All right. First um, John chapter 5, verse 7. For there are three that bear record in heaven, the Father, the Word, who is Jesus, and the Holy Ghost. And say this last part with me. These three are one. So when you say God loves me, you're saying Jesus loves me, the Word loves me, and the Holy Spirit loves me. So when I'm having a hard day or I'm having a challenge and there's something that I need and I don't have my notes, I, don't, I can't log into my computer, my phone is dead, his Holy Spirit is right there in me giving me any and everything I need, teaching me. Um, when I was in Bible school, we had a not an adjective, a wait, an acronym for the Holy Spirit. It was Thacus. It was teacher, helper, advocate, comforter, creator, intercessor, and something else with the S. Strengthener. Thacus, you know. He's all that. That's just Holy Spirit. Plus, we got Jesus, the Word, and God. Who created the heaven and the earth loves us. You know, and it breaks my heart to see so many people not take their relationship with Christ seriously. Of course, there's nobody here in this room. Because, I mean, it's nice out. It's Friday night. It's a million other places we could be. <laughs> I used to be sick. I used to be in jail on Friday nights. You know, so glad I get to be in church. <laughs> I'd rather be in a worse church than the best hospital or jail in, this, in the country. Amen? Yeah. All right. Let's keep moving along and uh, turn to the book of John, chapter 3, verse 16. Very, very, if not the most famous scripture. But I, I really want to focus on the scripture after this one. It's 17. But let's go ahead and read verse 16. For God, so what? So loved the world, loved it, that he gave his only begotten son. Now look, I love my wife. One, one, one day we was at the restaurant and uh, I wasn't really that hungry. You know, so we split a dessert. 
but it started getting good. <laughs> now look, I wanted to change my mind. <laughs> and that's just a dessert. And I mean, I love that woman. I love her, you, you know? But I ain't want to give up the rest of that dessert. <laughs> I'm just being honest. You know, it mess up a happy marriage, you know? Next time we can order two, you know? Just, we can waste it, but hey, you know, you don't want to get in that, in that kind of fight, too. But God, let me get back on track, because you, you know, you see it? You see it? I ain't got no scratches on me. Y'all see me Sunday. <laughs> so, <laughs> for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Thank you, Jesus. That whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. And I mean, and, and, and that's salvation. You know, that's the gospel. That's the good news. Plain and simple. If you believe in Jesus, you have everlasting life. It ain't no, that's terrible English, sorry. There isn't any coexisting. <laughs> you know, it all ain't the same. I hear people say some of the crap. Thank you. You know, I, I hear people saying, oh, it's just, it's just saying, you know, God, you know, you can call it Jehovah. Allah. No, no. There's one most high God. Jesus said there's only one way to the Father. One. He was specific. So I don't care what talk show host, what movie star. I don't care who says there's another way. One, they don't love me the way God loves me. They haven't given me what God has given me. So I ain't going to listen to them no way. Whew. Oh, we still got another verse to go. Okay. So God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son. Whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. For God sent not his son into the world. God didn't send his son into the world to condemn the world. But through, but that the world through him, through Jesus, might be saved. Real quick, God created the earth, gave it to Adam. Say, hey man, it's you. Do what you want with it. But there's one thing I'm going to tell you you can't do. Don't eat the forbidden fruit. It wasn't really apple. I don't know what it was. It was just forbidden. You know, <clears throat> my father told us a long time ago, you can't live like everybody else lives. So theoretically, it's not in the scriptures, theoretically we all have our own little separate forbidden fruit. You know, for some people that are struggling or struggled with an addiction. Gambling, drugs, pornography, internet, whatever it is. Shopping, <laughs> you know, <laughs> shoes. <laughs> Y'all gonna get me in trouble? <laughs> but for anybody struggling, <laughs> for anybody struggling with anything, that's their forbidden fruit, you know? He told Adam, this is the one thing that you don't do. Don't eat the forbidden fruit. So, you know, he got big-headed, started tripping. He let his wife run around. I don't know where. And, and, he, and he was sitting there with her, you know. The serpent came, chatted her up real quick, and was like, you know, you can have that house, too. You can have that car, too. 
it ain't all that. It ain't that serious. You ain't got to go to church every week. It ain't that deep. I can party on the weekend. I can go to the club. You can live with that person you're not married with. It didn't say that. He said, you can have that fruit. And she said, it don't look good. Right? So when he sinned and disobeyed God, he gave dominion or keys or authority of this world over to Satan. So then that's when sin, hell, and death came in. So that's why we needed to be saved. <clears throat> so instead of, you know, I just watched Noah, <laughs> which wasn't nowhere near scriptural, just, it, but just thinking about the real story, how it rained for 40 days and 40 nights, and the earth flooded, and everything except for what was on the ark died. It's, I mean, it's almost like God flushed the toilet. It was like, I'm going to start over, because y'all are all crazy, some heathens. I made you. <laughs> and y'all going to talk to me like, you know, you know how parents are. You know, I brought you into the world. Oh, yeah. You, you, you know my dad. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so... That's why he sent his son to the world so that we might be saved from the damage that Adam did. Now, so we have a choice. We have an option. You know, by default, you know, dealing with computers or even a phone, you know, there are some default settings. As soon as you turn it on, you know, you, you know it's a standard ring, the standard screen. You got a default folder and you save something. That's where it goes, you know. So by default, everybody's born in the sin, you know, and that rule, that law is kind of like gravity, you know. You can ignore gravity all you want. You can say you don't believe in it. You can say that's for white people, that's for black people, that's for short people, that's for fat people, that's for skinny people. You know, I don't believe in gravity, you know, but you run up on top of a roof. <laughs> Run a couple steps up a ladder and defy gravity because you don't believe it and you're not ready for it. And you're going to realize that some things are not in our control. So it is with sin. So that's why we need Jesus. <clears throat> Let's get back to love, y'all. That's kind of hard. Let's get back to the love. <clears throat> so, excuse me. Now, there are four types of love. Excuse me for a second. There is one form of love that's called storge, or storge. It's new to me because, um, you know, I'm down in Houston now, so I don't know if it's silent or not, but it's a Greek word. So it's storge, which means affection. So it's more of a parental or a family type of love. And then there's a second one called phila, which is a mental love, which is kind of like loyalty, equality. It's like a give and take. You know, I love my homeboys. You know, I love my crew. You know, I love my job as long as they keep paying me. <laughs> but if they don't keep paying me, <laughs> they're going to love that job no more, right? <clears throat> Excuse me. <laughs> and then there's eros, which is more of a physical love. It's where we get the word erotic and stuff like that. And the one we're going to focus on today 
<clears throat> excuse me, is agape love, the God kind of love. It's spiritual. God loves me. You say it. Let's all say it. God loves me. Now, when I was single, I used to hear this kind of stuff in singles ministry and stuff like that. You know, I'm married to the Lord. <laughs> Jesus is my husband. You know, <clears throat> that is nuts. <laughs> and this is why. And, and, and this is scriptural. And I'm standing by it all day long. God's love is spiritual. He can keep you, but he can't satisfy you. <clears throat> He's spirit. He made flesh. You know, and when he did, he took our rib and hooked us up. <laughs> Woo! Hallelujah. Stay focused, brother. Y'all say stay focused, brother. Amen. <laughs> so he won't love us physically. It's only spiritual. So he can keep us, but he won't satisfy us. That's why he made our gifts. Hallelujah. <laughs> Whew, it's hot. <laughs> All right. Let's talk about five gifts. See, that's one of the reasons why I know God loves me. <laughs> you know, I, I, I was single up until like three years ago. So I was 38. You know, so, I, you know, I thought I was doing my 38 years good. You know, bachelor to the fullest. You know, I didn't know what I was missing. <laughs> I didn't know what I was missing, my Lord. That's how I know God. That's one of the ways I know God loves me. Shoot, she put up with me. <laughs> All right, <clears throat> so I hope you're taking notes. Um, if not, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be on the website. All right, so I'm going to give you five attributes of God's love. <clears throat> Excuse me. Number one, turn to 1 John chapter 4, verse 18. Hallelujah. Say, God loves me. God loves me. Hallelujah. That's some good news. All right, John, 1 John chapter 4, verse 18. There is no fear in love. That's number one. That's the first attribute. There is no fear in love, <clears throat> but perfect love casts out fear because fear hath torment. He that feareth is not made perfect in love. Baby, I got to keep using it as, as an example. I'm glad I'm blessed with a godly woman. I'm so glad I'm blessed with a godly woman. I used to work in a call center here and in Michigan. <laughs> and um, y'all know how them ungodly people are, male and female. Male and female. They have absolutely no respect for marriage. None. You know, it's a lot of popular TV shows that I'm gonna, that's going to remain nameless. Their whole focus is on adultery and fornication. Right. And they like the number one shows. <clears throat> now, whether or not that's your forbidden fruit is none of my business. Okay? <clears throat> the problem is when you get it in your spirit and you run an E on the Holy Spirit, 
and then you run an F on this foolishness, and then you get to start making your decisions according to what they do on the TV show. Foolishness. You know? We got all these kids in here, so amen. Y'all know. So, there's no fear in love. Now, I know I got a beautiful wife. <laughs> you know, but when, when she go to work, I ain't worried. You, you, you know, I ain't. Because my wife loves God. So I'm not tormenting at home, like, whoa, did you see when she wore to work? Man, I wonder if, or, uh, you know, that's torment. You know, people riding by houses, trying to see if there's a car in the front, you, you know. <laughs> that's torment. You can't trust somebody? That ain't love. Somebody going on through your phone? Or can't go through your phone. It works both ways. You know? Yeah, you know, your phone ring, and she was asleep, but then she jumped over the couch, like, whoa, hold on, wait, hold on, wait. Let me, I got that, I got that. You're like, whoa, what's something wrong with that? That ain't love. <laughs> Ooh. There's no fit. Because I know God loves me. And he blessed me with her. And marriage is new to me. You know, it ain't coming no manual. Not a clear, concise, you know, if she ever, you know, it wasn't no internet. So I don't know, right? You know, so you got to keep on going. And then, plus, when you get married, her way is her way. My way is my way. Ain't neither one of them right or wrong. It's just different. So how are you going to put them together? <laughs> well, that takes some time, and it takes some work, you know? So, what's cool about the Holy Spirit is because he loves us, and he wants us to be happy. I say, hey, Holy Spirit, this one ain't clear in the book. I need some help. How do I deal with that? He either going to say, shut up. You don't deal with it. What about yours? The Holy Spirit good at that one. You know, like, if I messed up the tiles, you know, then the Holy Spirit would be like, well, why are your shoes all over the living room floor? <laughs> so while I'm all huffing and puffing about the tiles, you know, then, you know, <laughs> you know? <laughs> thank, say, say, thank God for the Holy Spirit. <laughs> I don't know where that was at, in no fear and love. I don't know how that happened. Let's, let's keep moving. Second attribute out of five, uh, we are conquerors. Hallelujah. That's some good news. This life ain't easy. Let's turn to the book of Romans chapter 8, verse 37. Nay, and all these things. You know, the Apostle Paul wrote a whole bunch of stuff. We are more than conquerors through him that what? Oh, man. That love is awesome. One of the reasons why is because, and I don't have a scripture for it yet, but, I mean, we can find it, but we don't have to worry about it now. 
God said, I'll fight your battle for you. He said, vengeance is mine. He said, you do what I told you to do, you know, and then don't worry about it, because when it go down, I'm going to be there, and I'm going to fight it. I'm going to handle it. You just keep on rolling with it. It's stories after stories after stories where that happened, you know. But whatever it is that we're <clears throat> facing or challenging, a big bill, a debt, you know, a doctor's report, you know, God made heaven, he made earth, and he made us. So he knows how to fix us. The doctors just be guessing. Now, let me say this, okay? Follow your doctor's information, take all your medicine, you know, don't be just not going to the doctor and just say, I don't need these heart pills. That is not what I'm saying. <laughs> you know, especially if you have Popeye's, uh-oh. <laughs> okay, all right. But if you're in a challenge, just know that God, that we are more, more than conquerors. You know, we win and dance in the end zone. You know, I ain't going to do it, but y'all know. <laughs> All right, so we are co conquerors. That's the second one. Number three, same, uh, just keep going to the next verse, 38 and 39. Now, this verse, these two verses here. You know, if, if you ever have a bad day or if a friend of yours has a bad day, by the time you finish reading these next two verses, oh, it gets good if you know that God loves me. All right? So since we know that God loves us, here we go. For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present. Well, let me slow, slow up just for a second. We wrestle not against flesh and blood. We wrestle against principalities, powers, rules of darkness, and all that, you know, this stuff here, the powers and the principalities. So all that stuff, it doesn't matter. <clears throat> Verse 38, for I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, <laughs> it don't matter what's going on right now. It don't matter what happens. It don't matter if I die. It don't matter if I live. Number one, because I got everlasting life. Time, time has no hold on God. We created time. He just is. <laughs> Man, that's awesome. You know? Nor height, how big it is, or depth, how low it is. Or any other creature, period. Dog, person, fish, whatever, shall be able to separate us from there it is again. Woo! Ah, from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Nothing, that's the third attribute, nothing can separate us from the love of God. Number four, <clears throat> love is faithful. Hallelujah. Turn to the book of Lamentations. 
This one is good to remember every morning. You know, it's funny how you can go to sleep feeling one way. Everything good. It's cool. I don't know what happens overnight. But then you wake up, you know, coffee machine ain't work, you know, or you spilt it or something. You know, traffic all jacked up, head hurting, couldn't find, you know, you mismatched, you know, just, just, I don't know what, you know, you, it was good when we laid down. We had the plan, everything was ready. This one is good for in the morning. The Book of Lamentations, chapter 3, verse 22 and 23. It is of the Lord's mercies, hallelujah, that we are not consumed because his compassions, his love, fails not. Ever. You can rank that in there if you want to. Ever. Because it just doesn't. You know, it's his mercies that we weren't the one that got hit by the car. You know, it was his mercies that the tree didn't fall in our house. It was his mercies that our plane didn't crash. It was his mercies that that shooting happened across town. It was his mercies that, be you know, Crazy stories happen. You know, the guy broke up with his wife, and then he went to kill her, and she wasn't there, and then he killed her family, her sister's family. You know, never caught, you know, crazy stuff. But that had happened to our family because it's not because we so cool. It's not because we so smart. It's not because of our education. It's not because of how we drive. It's not because of how we do our jobs that we didn't get the layoff slip. There's nothing to do with that. Don't get the big head. Don't get it twisted. No. <clears throat> We're only all that in him. All the good stuff comes from him. The devil comes to kill, steal, and destroy. Constantly. You know, so, you know, we, we got to stay up under the umbrella of his love. But it is of the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed because his compassions fail not. Uh, verse 23, Woo! for they are new every morning. Hallelujah. Great is thy faithfulness. Man, you ain't got to set the recharger. You ain't got to plug it up. You don't need batteries. You ain't got to log on. They just replenish everybody's. You know, imagine that. You got $100,000 in the bank. No matter how much you spend, when you wake up in the morning, you got a fresh $100,000. Oh! <laughs> That's what kind of mercies we got. Hey, I don't know where your faith at. <laughs> that brings us to the, number, to the fifth one, number five. Unlimited supply. Let me explain this one. Unlimited supply. Let's turn to the book of Matthew, chapter 7. The gospel, according to Matthew, chapter 7. Start at verse 7. Ask, and it shall be given you. Seek, and you shall find. Knock, and it shall be opened unto you. For everyone that asketh, receiveth. And he that seeketh, findeth. 
and to him that knocketh, it shall be open. Or, let me say it like this. This is Jesus preaching. Or what man is there of you, or woman, whom if his son asks bread, will he give him a stone? Coach Eric, I know you love your son, man. I know you love your son, which is awesome because, you know, there's some brothers that just walk away. You know, I'm not judging them. I don't have kids, you know. But I think it's notable that George is sitting right there hugging you right now. Man, that is awesome. Do you know how many men can't say that? It's some men that if they was near their sons, their sons would probably try to kill them, you know. But that ain't you. You know, people say all they want to say about you. But they can't say nothing about your manhood and your fatherhood. That is admirable. I know how these brothers love their kids, man. All these beautiful girls running around here, you know, and they just loving them. You know, they just loving them. You know, what man is there of you whom if his son asks bread, you give him a stone? I know it's not a brother here that would do something like that, right? Well, if he asks a fish, would he give him a serpent? If ye then being evil, now I want to know, Jesus was preaching a conversion message. You know, he was out, you know, you know, he didn't, like, send out an Evite or nothing like that. He was just out preaching, you know. That's, Jesus is the epitome of marketing, you, you know. He didn't need audio tech, Apple. He didn't need none of that. He didn't need Facebook. He didn't need no status. He didn't need to tweet, you know. He was, like, healing people, and it was like, everybody was like, man, let me tell you this. Then they went to the next town, like, eight miles away. Yo, you heard about Jesus? The one that made my man foot just, and he got up and, oh, yeah, that one. That's marketing. <laughs> so if ye then, he was in the middle of his uh, message, if ye then know how to give good gifts unto your children, how much more shall your Father in heaven give good things to them that ask? Now, who think God going to run out? Come on now. The, the, the Bible also said that you can't even outthink what God wants to do for you. So anything that you can think of cannot compare to what God really has for us. So we so the unlimited supply is there. Somebody say, well, what's holding it up, Brother CL? Somebody say it. Oh, I'm glad you asked. <laughs> Here we go. The key, those are the five attributes, the key to unlimited supply. Let's go to John chapter 14, verse 14. Jesus again was preaching, and he repeated himself. He said, if you ask anything in my name, that's why when, it, when whenever you want to pray, either before or after, you have to say, in the name of Jesus. Because if you don't, you're just throwing darts. <laughs> Jesse Duplantis says the Holy Ghost slot machine or something. You know, you're just guessing and hoping. You know. But you have to ask if you want to ask from God in the name of Jesus. Here it is. If you love me, now he loves us, right? God loves me. 
If you love me, he said, keep my commandments. For the second time, I can't go through the Ten Commandments. Y'all say, thank God. <laughs> but we're going to go through one. <laughs> Exodus chapter 20, it's not on the uh, list, I don't think. It's not on the list because I'm really not. I'm going to just go through it real quick. The first one, of course, there's ten of them. But let's check out the first one. Exodus chapter 20, that's where all ten of them are. Verse 3, <clears throat> well, he starts out and saying, I'm the one that brought you out of bondage. I'm the Lord your God. He said, I'm the reason you got that job. I'm the reason you're not in the hospital. I'm the reason you're free. I'm the reason you're healed and you're walking. I'm the reason why you didn't get hit or you got thrown in jail for something that you didn't really do. You, you know, I thank God I wasn't born 60 years ago. Ooh, you know, especially being in Texas and the, hey man. <laughs> um, <laughs> he said, thou shalt have no other gods before me. Now, this is my wife. I love her. She loves me. I come home from work, and she on the phone, and I'm like, oh. You know, I'm hungry. It's food in the fridge. I'm hungry. She ain't cooking. She ain't talking to me. I'm slamming stuff, trying to get some attention. Oh, whoo. Oh, I'm waiting on her to say, baby, what's wrong? Baby, what's wrong? Whoo. Oh, she, hey. I know. Yeah, I know. You know, that ain't love. God said, look. You shall have no other gods before, in the place of, before, after, in prep. I, I looked it up in the Greek. It was like two pages. I was like, that's be, before me, in place of me. Should nothing else in your life be more important than me? Now, I ain't saying no names, but some people have apparently more important stuff to do tonight. Oh. And um, if we looked at all your text messages in your phone, right? All your emails. Let's pull up your browsing history, even the one you cleared, right? That counts, because he knows. Remember, the Holy Spirit is in you. He probably want to run after some of the stuff, you know. But he said, you should have no other gods before me. So, if we make a chart, say, how much time, how many hours or minutes, it depends, have we spent on Facebook texting other people, doing stuff for work, stuff you're supposed to do, right? Which is spouse, you know, I don't know, golf, fishing, hunting, whatever it is you like to do, bowling, whatever. Let's put a chart on how much time and effort and energy you spend towards that. And then, how much time do we put towards our relationship with Christ? If you love me, you'll keep my commandments. Number one is, don't have no other guys before me. You know, God loves me. We, we said it. We said it. God loves me. I just want to sit down. Thank you. You know. Is that really exciting? Are we really excited? You know, I mean, 
you know, if you're single or married, you know, you get all excited when somebody else says, I love you. But are we really excited when we say God, who created heaven and earth, loves me and we get all these benefits? So let's wrap it up. Matthew chapter 22, verse 36. Hallelujah. Say, God loves me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <clears throat> Matthew chapter 22, verse 36. This is going to save us from having to go through all other nine commandments. I really didn't even touch the first one, but it's plain and simple. You shall know the gods before me. Verse 36. <clears throat> Master, somebody asked Jesus, um, which is the great commandment in the law, which is the first five books, of the Old Testament, considered the laws, what the um, Jews considered to be the laws, the Pentateuch, the first five books of the Old Testament. And Jesus said unto him, the first one, well, he said <clears throat> in verse 37, Jesus said unto him, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all your heart, with all thy soul and with all thy mind. That means nothing is left out, left over for anybody else. Now, because I know he blessed me with her, that's a part of that. So I can do that, you, you know, because he that's his gift to me. He told me to take care of her. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> all the married people said, Amen. He said, verse 38, this is the first and great commandment. And the second is like unto it. This is the deep one. Oh. Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. On these two commandments, commandments hang all the law and the prophets. Woo! So he kind of made it easy. Love God with all your heart, soul, and mind, and love your neighbor as yourself. That one, woo. I mean, it's easy, it's, it's easy to love God. He did so much for us. We don't get to pick our neighbors. <laughs> you don't get to pick your coworkers. You don't get to pick people that you hear about and you work with and people you go to church with. Your neighbors, whoever's next to you. They don't have to live next to you. Who's ever standing next to you? Who works next to you? We got to love them as ourselves because that's the way Christ loved us. Because if we love him, we want him to be happy. We want to do what he wants us to do so that we can get our unlimited supply. So in order to do that, we have to let him shine. We have to let him use us to carry on the reason why he died for us. And again, it's not, it's, it's because of his mercies. We can't earn salvation. There's nothing we can do for it. It was a gift. We definitely didn't earn it. You know, <laughs> I thank God that justice don't have to apply to me. You know, just think about it. If you got a speaking ticket, 
for every time you speed. I cringe when I see these cameras because they say they ain't hooked up, right? But just what if? They passed the law 24 hours ago. They didn't tell you. They didn't have to. It's the law. And they said, we just automatically backdated all the red light cameras, and we about to mail you a ticket for all the red lights you ran. Then we had speedometers. You know how you drive and you see speed limit 25, and it'd be like 45, 55. <laughs> that ain't when I go, you know. You know, they said, so we're going to send you all these tickets, you know. Or, or every time you was at work and you did something personal without clocking out, they paying you to work for them for four hours, take a lunch, and then work another four hours. But if you made a personal phone call, Checked your Facebook status or whatever, you know, you know, and don't take an ink pen home because it's still stealing. Stealing is stealing, whether it's an ink pen or a computer. You know, it's stealing is stealing. You know, if you printed out your book that you're writing for the Lord <laughs> on a printer, you know, that's still stealing. It, it, it is. Thank God for His new mercies. Thank God for His love, right? But so since we want to cut ourselves some slack, we got to love our neighbors as ourselves, right? Because that's how we get our unlimited supply. So yeah, she said it. He did it. You know it. But so what? Cut on some slack. Five times my man said, yeah, I'm going to be there, man. I'm going to come. I'm going to come. Ask them again. Don't even bring up the other five, right? You know, from this point on, whenever that person comes to us, I'm going to just make this general for everybody. Whenever that person comes to us talking about sister so-and-so or brother so-and-so and that and that, we got to stop them. We can't just say, eh, okay, yeah. No. Say, hey, you cutting off my supply. You making my blessing. You, it was coming down and said, <laughs> right back up. Because we can't handle that. You know? God ain't gonna give you no boat and you're gonna be out there on Sunday, you know. Oh, was it church? Oh man. <laughs> All right. Do you cut yourself some slack? <clears throat> oh, excuse me. I got three characteristics um, of loving your neighbor as yourself. Do you cut yourself some slack? Do you always air your own dirty laundry to others as easy as you do somebody else's? Do you believe the best about yourself? Now, I'm telling you, I don't want to say I swear up and down, but... I promise you, I wholeheartedly planned on losing 100 pounds three years ago. And I've been trying ever since. <laughs> For the most part. You know, 
with all these, it's 1,700 restaurants in Houston, you know? <laughs> you know? And so, so this is how I have it, right? So I say, I'm gonna start Monday, right? So I gotta go to this one to get that out of my system. Then I gotta go to this one to get that out of my system, right? And then somebody like have a birthday or something, like, oh, I can't start. Nah, we got a convention to go to. You can't take no juicer out of town on a vacation. I'll do it when I come back. Six months go back. You know, like, what? But I believe the best about myself. At some point, I'm going to do it. <laughs> but I let me, oh, man. <laughs> I let me push my date, right? So why don't we let other people push their dates? It's all right for you to do it, but they don't owe you no explanation. You ain't nobody's God, right? So we got to cut slack to other people, too. All right. So, you know, paying tithes, you know, that's love. That's love. You know? <laughs> if I tell you... <clears throat> Look, I'm going to give you a grand. I just want you to hand me $100 back. Right? <laughs> Brother Charles like, okay, come on, let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it right now. Let's do it right now. Come on, go ahead. Let's make it, let's make it 10. I'll give you 1000 back. <laughs> and then I give it to him. Say, look, man, I just need you to hold it for me. On Sunday, I'm going to come back. I'm going to get that $100 from you. Sunday come, I'm calling. You've reached Travis' voicemail. Thanks for calling. <laughs> you know, he been calling me all week long. Hey, man, I'll, I'll come get that 1000 from you, you know, whenever you need it. You know, I mean, I'll come on the west side. I'll come on the east side. I'll come at 3 o'clock in the morning. It don't matter. Rain, sleet, snow, walk, catch the bus, cab, something. I'm going to call somebody. Hey, look, I need you to take me over here to get this. Uh, uh. Then it comes time to pay that honey. Ooh. Oh, the whole hundred? <laughs> Cable dues, cell phone, a hundred? I mean, I already had plans for like 850 out of 900 that you said you was going to give me. So now that hundred is like, oh, now is that love, you know? Could you really expect me to give you another thousand next week? Would you be mad? Could you be mad? Oh. All right. So stand up on your feet. This is what we're gonna do. We're gonna clear the slate. Say, God loves me. God loves me. And I'm glad he sent his son. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. All right. So now with every head bowed, every eye closed. <clears throat> 